0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Simmons Clean Energy Podcast. My name is David Shearer, and I'm a corporate partner in the Energy, Natural Resources, and Infrastructure Group at Simmons & Simmons. In this episode, we're covering Uzbekistan. And with me here today is Umid Aripnajov, who is a partner at Sentil Law Firm. Umid, to start off, can you please tell us a little bit about your experience on renewable energy projects?
1: Thank you, David. Uh, I'm happy to join this podcast and uh, tell a little bit more about uh, Uzbekistan experiences. Um, so, basically, to start off from the right foot, we uh, Uzbekistan commenced uh, quite a massive reform by launching uh, many renewable energy projects at once. So, basically, about two years ago, um Uzbekistan government uh, granted three mandates to three GFIs, ADB, IFC, and EBRD, for, with a one gigawatt capacity each so that they can tender the project and implement it in line with their own policies and products. So what we see is the rise of the renewable energy projects in the and basically every firm is doing a lot of, uh, of this job and uh, we as a market leader are basically involved in almost every single transaction in that. So to start off, we were engaged and worked on the IC scaling solar program, one gigawatt capacity uh, with the first pilot project 100 megawatt in Navai has recently been launched and is now producing. Uh, Second has been recently concluded and two uh, PV stations, 220 megawatt each were awarded, again, to Mazdar. And we are now tendering three PV projects with 500 megawatt ca- combined capacity. Uh, second is the ADB solar program with one gigawatt capacity. Again, solar PV projects to be tendered. First project was recently completed with a 450 megawatt solar PV station in Sharabat. And it's now uh, awarded to Mazdar, and uh, the discussion is now about the financing of this project. And AZB plans to have another s- uh, solar PV project for, with 300 megawatts in Guzar uh, region. And uh, finally, EBRD has one gigawatt capacity uh, mandate for renewable energy with the wind projects. They recently completed and awarded just two weeks ago. They awarded uh, Aqua Power with the project well, 100 megawatt of the pilot project in Karakal, Pakistan. Aside from those three mandates, there are also a number of the direct contracts between the government and key players uh, in renewable energy markets globally. So you have a lot of bilateral projects uh, for the wind with Mazdar, with Aqua, uh, some discussions with Chinese IPP and with the United Arab Emirates IPPs. Um, mostly it's uh, solar or wind. So these are key uh, projects which are now implemented in Uzbekistan.
0: Great. Thanks, uh, thanks a lot. Can you also tell us a little bit about the renewables, net zero or emissions reductions targets set by the government of Uzbekistan?
1: Yes, uh, the government has formally issued the concept note for ensuring electricity supply in Uzbekistan in 2020-2030. It was published in 2019. The government basically plans to roll out three gigawatt of wind and five gigawatt of solar power capacities to be installed by 2030. And during the uh, first two years, right now, there will be several tenders held to identify the developer on the basis of BOOT arrangement and the long-term PPAs in Uzbekistan. So these are basically st- st- by, these are strategic uh, projects for the government, they prioritize them and global markets are coming global global market players are coming to Uzbekistan with uh, quite competitive tariffs so you see Mazdar, Aqua and Iran doing their projects according to the same concept now you also see other objectives for the development of the national economy, energy efficiency so basically the government plans to do a uh, reduction in energy intensity achieved through the creation of economic mechanisms mm-hmm. to stimulate rational use of elect- electric powers. Uh, these to be basically realized through a number of fiscal incentives, including the construction operation of many clean energy plants, uh, ranging from nuclear to hydropower, modernization of existing CCGT plants. An improvement of grid distribution with simultaneous reduction of fossil fuel energy plants, but these are need to be realized. These are need to be uh, tangible in uh, near this future. These are basically the plans. Right now, the, the key focus of the government is more energy.
0: Now that's uh, that's very clear. Um, what is the uh, technology currently dominating Uzbekistan's renewable landscape? And is this likely to change over the next decade?
1: Okay, so now we have uh, seen a rapid development of solar PV projects, of course. They were easy to roll out, they were easy to finance, etc. cetera. So the government really was happy to launch two pilot projects. One is Navai 100 megawatt plant under the IFE scaling solar program. It was awarded to Mazda, and I'm happy to say it was recently uh, launched in its first renewable energy plant, which is generating electricity in Uzbekistan. Second 100 megawatt PV plant under the direct agreement with totaler and have reached the financial close recently, uh, a month ago, two months ago. And uh, we expect it to be to be operating in near future. As to the pipeline of other renewables, we, we we basically have almost two gigawatt of solar power projects, and first 10 of 100 megawatt of wind power plant was successfully completed just two weeks ago. It's only an award to Aqua Power, so it will take probably some time also to finance the project and install the windmills, etc. So probably. We'll see more of this coming uh, into life, and of course, the government want to create an energy mix and add more hydropower capacity to the renewables and the landscape. But due to a limited supply of hydro resources, I would personally bet on solar or wind projects.
0: Great. Um, what are the main routes to market for renew- renewable projects in Uzbekistan? For instance, are government tenders or subsidies in place? And have corporate PPAs or other alternative offtake agreements been signed in Uzbekistan? Okay, thank you. Uh,
1: two takeaways right away. Uh, first, no specific incentives other than those which are already provided by the uh, tax code, like, for example, 10, 10 years of the holiday from the Land use tax, etc. Uh, but the routes to market are only two. One, as I said, is the uh, the mandates of the develop, development financial institutions—one gigawatt each to one to three uh, development financial institutions, which basically arrange the international tenders, invite those key players around the globe provide the advisory support, and also develop the package, the standard package for documentation, which includes a long-term 25 years of power purchase agreement, and in in addition, a government support agreement. And those projects are also uh, very good in terms of uh, structuring. They provide additional liquidity support, like PCG, PRG, partial risk guarantee, partial credit guarantee as a part of the product provided by the GFIs and sometimes even stapled financing, which basically stimulates uh, in, international developers to, to bid and it has a direct impact on the tariffs because the financing cost is, is a major factor for them. And second is the scenario when the government engages global players, strategic players for direct negotiations to conclude investment projects without a public tender. There have been several projects signed already, including Tataliren, uh, 100 megawatt solar plant in Samarkand, Mazdar, 500 uh, megawatt of wind power in Nawai, and Aquapow, 500 megawatt of wind power. The, these the, There are some other projects which are still pending and waiting for the government to approve, but those direct, just to make sure that we're basically, on, uh, we know how those projects interrelate, uh, the government is using the same uh, standard, the same template of the project agreements for both routes. So. Either you go through a direct contract or through tender, you're basically using the same standard of the project documentation. And they're based on the scaling solar model with certain modifications and changes to take into account latest developments in the regulation or a certain change in risk allocation because the government continues to create a positive track record and therefore wants to move uh, more risks on the private side. And of course, some items are different, but basically those two, um, the routes utilized by the government and utilized and used by the developers uh, to uh, have business opportunities in Uzbekistan.
0: Great. What are the main obstacles currently facing renewable energy project development and construction in Uzbekistan?
1: Uh, there are, of course, technical issues with the smart grid and other things and the stability of the grid, but I'm not going to address it probably better to be addressed by a technician or engineer. Uh, From a legal point of view, uh, the government has been using so far uh, PPP law structure or public procurement law structure and investment law structure. Those. Structures have their pros and cons, but recently the government uh, said that the, the PPP law is the most recommended and proposed by the development financial institutions because it's more, you know, understandable and visible and um, and clear uh, for the developers and their lenders. And therefore, it has the government now has a clear intention that all upcoming renewable energy projects will be implemented under the PPP law structure. And since the government takes control and responsibility for all utility scale projects, all of them are grid connected by the way. So it needs to formally approve and be, be basically very affirmative in the, those projects. So it needs to approve the project concept of the PPP, appoint a national electricity company as a public partner and form the tender commission from various ministries and take the, and take the advice from, from advisory team of DFIs, uh, how to structure, how to tender, et cetera. So basically right now, National Electric Grid is signing the power purchase agreement and Ministry of Finance should be signing the government support agreement. Uh, sizable utility scale energy projects. Uh, like this require of course project financing by lenders. And the legislative environment in Uzbekistan should be really enabling to allow lenders to comfortably fund the project on a limited course basis. So it needs to uh, take into account project finance transaction principles, including the rights of the lender to benefit from the direct agreements with the public partner or even with the government, the right to exercise step in, step out, and uh, with respect to a project company, a right to replace it, but uh, and many other things. Uh, and and quite interestingly, so far the government has been very persistent and consistent with this approach, and it has been very positive on that. So, for example, the Ministry of Justice of Uzbekistan is issuing legal opinions to support the project so that the lenders can rely on it. But broadly speaking, Uzbekistan legal system uh, requires quite a substantive review to clearly establish a a, a more English law concept like call and put options, waiver rights, irrevocable power of attorney, and more comfortable security instruments such as pledge of land use rights, assignment, shares, offshore and onshore accounts, and and even the, the key point with the onshore security agent, because in Uzbekistan, have to be a lender to be a security agent. So you need to, to tag along a local bank for that. Uh, what also lenders appreciate is the certainty regarding legal and tax regime, which is achieved by way of stabilization provisions and so-called grandfathered losses, uh, or change in law compensation of the increased cost for the developer. And of course, uh, it goes without saying that the uh, very Products of DFIs like the partial risk guarantee or partial credit guarantee do a lot of uh, in terms of increasing the liquidity for the project, and you know, lenders can rely on that. Developer can rely on that. It's it's, you know stability, it's liquidity, uh, predictability, certainty. It should also be noted that that government uh, agrees in principles to match those. Uh, expectations. So, all of those the standard documents are, are structured quite um, in line with the expectation of international community and development financial institutions and even commercial banks. So, we see it uh, uh, on the example of two projects which were already banked
0: by the international banks. Um, are there any uh, key legislative or policy updates in the pipeline that may affect the pace of deployment of renewables in Uzbekistan?
1: This is probably uh, a question number one for everyone who comes to Uzbekistan, <laughs> because we're basically targeting mo- uh, targeting against a against moving target in Uzbekistan. You know, it's always moving platform. You know, the reforms are everywhere, starting from the currency law to the PDP law. Luckily, we are done with those, but the government doesn't really stop. So they're developing right now a grid code. And I also understand that the electricity law is currently in a pipeline of the parliament to approve. The government also plans or reviews or assesses the scenario when they can introduce a third uh, option to procure the project uh, is to conduct auctions for tariffs in renewables and to check whether it's uh, feasible or not. At the secondary legislation level, the work is still going on. There are some um, ideas to, for example, establish a single off-taker for all renewable energy projects, to develop a wholesale market, to develop off-grid solutions, and also regulate uh, the tariff regulations. So those have not been materialized really in tangible sub-legislative acts, but this is where you See that the the government is putting certain efforts on development of uh, legislative framework.
0: So my uh, my very last question then: uh, What outcomes are you hoping to see come out of the COP twenty six negotiations?
1: Well, basically, Uzbekistan is located far away from those key venues, and I would only anticipate that the more lenders, including commercial. Commercial banks, not only development financial institutions, will be interested to finance renewables in Uzbekistan. They would be able to commit more funds. Those funds will be more affordable for for Uzbek borrowers. uh, Lenders would be more willing to take more risks in an emerging country like Uzbekistan. And as a result, such renewable energy projects will be able to easily reach financial close. And this will also have a positive effect on TADICS.
0: Great. Well, I'm afraid that's all we have time for today. Uh, many thanks to Umit for taking part in our podcast series. I felt it's that was pleasure. a very insightful conversation. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's a great pleasure. Thank you. And uh, please keep an eye out for the next episode in our series on LinkedIn, our website, Spotify, and Apple Music.